Hey, look! Another set of favorite moments. You're probably right. It's like Wantanabe. Um, what do you think is the hardest game that you've ever played? Oh, that's... Hmm. What game got I... you the hardest while you played? Oh, ouch. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> but if you want to take it I'll that way... I was sitting there thinking about that one, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Answer both of them. Bloody Roar. <laughs> Spyro. Oh, no, Bloody Roar wasn't a thing of mine. I think... Let's see, for the first answer, probably I want to be the guy. Frustrated me so much. Um, I need to play this. Oh, I want to be the guy? Yeah. The game's ridiculous. Um, as for game that got me hardest, I have no clue. <laughs> it was Altered Beast. That would have been mine. <laughs> uh, of course. Just kidding. What was the game you grew up playing? Tails pushing a Uh, definitely Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? Okay. See, I was on the Nintendo side of that war, so I was like Mario World. Like Sonic's cool, but it's like the same thing. Just run forever. Uh, see, I enjoyed Mario World as well. I think I just enjoyed Sonic because I was a sucker for the uh, YM twenty six twelve, the FM synthesizer, mm. which was in the Genesis, so hearing all of that, just the music on the Genesis, I think I clicked a little bit better with. It did have a nice sound to it. You know, I don't really have much to say about the email. I'm so sorry. Not Eve, but what about character creation? Oh, well, yeah, I, I play um, Skyrim. I just imagine a character creator where it's like, do you want them to have a tail? And it like zooms in on like the back of their <laughs> pants and it's like... <laughs> Like, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> totally. I always play the creatures with the tails. Yeah, but that's what you do. Like, <laughs> tails pushing in a pants. Can I get the tail to be longer <laughs> and um, bushy? Anyway, well, so I'm uh, so finished because I guess it's now your turn. So, what have you been up to? Well, um, I'll, I'm going to make it really, really short. I have lots of things because I was gone for a while. So, there's lots of things that have happened to me. First of all, a friend of mine gave me cookies, pillow cookies. They are the greatest thing ever. I get to sleep with cookies, and have, I literally get to have cookies in bed. Do they have bed chocolate with them? Bed chocolate? Yeah. They have, like, chocolate chips on it, Gross. on the print of it. Before I worked on the Bedfellows, I was, uh, this was back in 2007, and I was in college, um, and, uh, I was working on another show um, called The Panhandlers, which was basically the exact same thing, except uh, it was with two characters, Mile and Ani. And Mile, you you can see Mile today. He's the uh, the hyena character with the, the slick back hair in some of the episodes. Um, he's sort of Sheen's friend. But uh, this show was basically the same premise. Uh, the Panhandlers was basically the same premise. It was... Um, two characters and one of them was a homosexual and he had a huge crush on this character and and the other one was straight and but he was a little less uh, uh angry than sheen is anyway the show wasn't doing very well I, I was producing a few episodes and and it wasn't really picking any traction so um i i was super uh protective of these two characters and i would never put them in crazy situations it, it was all very slice of life sort of style like a lot of a lot of our conversations when we talk are just like the way Sheen and Fatigue are. It's it's played up, but it's not like it's not real. We we uh, I talk shit to him constantly. Um, 
you know, she acts really weird with me. And, and I'm just like, shut up, you know, get get out of my face. And, and um, <laughs> it, it's all played up. It's it's not real. And um, it's sort of like, I don't know, for a while it was kind of uh, uh, tree talk. Rue, have you ever had to bang on the wall and go, shut up, I'm paying the bills? <laughs> <laughs> have you? Uh, yes, yes, That's I like have. Every guy <laughs> ever has done that. You're like, oh, wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> another another gag I wanted to do was uh, put Sheen kept all of his porn in a, a taxes folder. Oh no! Because <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that. You know what? That's funny because a few years ago I gave up. I'm like, I'm just going to call this folder porn. I don't care anymore. Yep. Like, if you're getting in, it's why are you in my files? You can you know what you're porn. getting into. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Instead of the hidden file and people are like finding it accidentally. The you talk a little bit about um, gender. Are we doing this? <laughs> Rue. What? It's supposed to be ambiguous. No, 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 no. I remember I'm, the I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not point blank asking him the question. <laughs> I just want to know. How do you deal with all, all your fans? I know it's something that's that's big to the series. It actually has, I don't know, it's kind of iconic. It, 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 I know that you didn't mean it to, to be that way, but it has became iconic. What is his sex, you know? It... No, so I, I just love the Bedfellows, and I'm so glad that they finally were able to come on. I mean, I know that I've t said this before, but a um, long time ago when, uh, when they first started the series, we wanted to get them on. But it was during the time that he was in um, the college, and he just didn't have a lot of time. Well, that was the voice actor. So the creator, um, Sheen, wouldn't come on at all. And... Um, thanks to a kind listener out there, uh, they convinced him to do so, and I'm glad because that was that was my oh oh I'm getting the vapors episode. I was so excited. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I remember that. Preceding that, we had video games in the fandom. We with Ryu. Yes, and yes. that was a fun episode. I always love our video game episodes. Scarlet so does that doesn't. mean this series that we're going to have video video games in video? the fandom? Video. Yeah, video. Video, video games in the fandom Wii U? No, it'll be video games in the fandom 4. Is that what it will no, be? No, I don't know. <laughs> Ask me when I have to come up with the name. I don't, you know how long I think about episode names? About 30 seconds, and then you never get the jokes. I never get your jokes. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of things that you don't know, for instance, did you know that there's a whole bunch of clips in here that I have that you are just never understood stuff? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like Harry through. Grundle. Yeah, yeah, like Harry Grundle. <laughs> are you going to play those clips? Is that what you're saying? Um, no, they're not. They're they're, they're sprinkled. I was going to say they're they're kind of everywhere. <laughs> Here. But I made sure to capture them all. So after we had a wonderful, just super great episode, which by the way, there's a full like 40 minute bonus on the Bedfellows episode. If you go to the show notes page uh, with Husky in Denial, and he talks about making music for the series because he does the music. And um, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. But 
Yes. So next we have, um, we're going to be talking about Pi, right? Pi, the open topic episode. Yes. That's so offensive. What am I going to do with this? I'm going to eat this fortune. You're going to eat it? Why would you? fortune itself. Because it deserves to be turned into shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't eat pieces of paper. <sighs> How does that fortune taste? Like paper. Ew. And sadness. It, it will pass. So, if you want um, this fortune... I explained to you that some people have voiced the opinion that we talk about video games too much. And then we changed the show notes because you decided that we were doing it. So I didn't change it. I didn't say anything. Well, they were changed. The point of it is, is okay, whatever. So, you have gone a whole hour and not said anything. I know, I haven't. What is wrong with you? <sighs> Fine, okay. Do you know, if you don't want to talk about it, look, I don't want to pry. Like, if, if you have some very personal feelings about the no, Switch. No, I'm, I'm cool with it. Now, do you prefer to be docked or undocked when you're playing by yourself? Um, or do you prefer to be with another person when you're playing? Well, I'm bi, so I, I do it both ways. <laughs> so, I dock and undock. Oh yeah, do you, now, do you it dock just and depends on the situation. <laughs> it just depends on the other person. Really? Yeah. Now, have you found that like sometimes you can't uh, keep plenty of energy in if you're if you're undocked for too long, or do you have to redock? I mean, there's been a couple of times that I've been a little bit low, but I just plug it in oh, and okay. there you and go. And does it taste bad? I do not. That that's terrible that people are putting it in their mouths. Like, why would you do that? It's hysterical. Have you been smart. tasting your cartridges? I don't. I don't have, even have a switch. So I no, don't. But oh, I think it's funny that people are. I'm not gonna ever have a cartridge for the switch, so I can't answer that question. Well, I have one cartridge. That's weird. Uh, well, whatever. I love my switch. I think it's awesome. I think it's. Um, I think it's definitely different from some of the other things that are out there. Who is it? It's the plumber. Plumber? I didn't call a plumber. clever to welcome people back with this time so welcome back that was very if you'd clever like to make a donation to for what it's worth we'd like to encourage you to find your local npr station turn it off and then go to patreon.com slash fwiw and give us your money this episode is getting it's provided by mailchimp but when it comes to say a relationship it's definitely not a good substitute um i am definitely a firm believer and you should go out and find your someone or your someones and i believe that porn cannot fill that void um it's it's a great intro definitely especially to people that are budding in their sexuality and everything but at some point 
you you do have to find the disconnect between it. You you have to realize that uh, porn can't be everything for you. So, do you feel like that there is some truth to that statement that porn? Um... I hope you enjoy your complimentary clap from for what it's worth. <laughs> now have the clap from Rue. I think it's true though. Like he's hitting on what I've been saving for final thoughts, but it is true. It's okay to be a fully realized sexual adult. I'm not going around raping people because I enjoy sex. And everyone needs to know out of what I'm doing in bed except the people I invite in. And then I really want you to be super interested in what we're doing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's yes. this really unhealthy obsession Amen. with what people do in other people's bedrooms. If you live down the street from me, what I do in my bedroom is not your business. And what I look at on the internet is not your business. Oh my god. Period. I have a video I have to show you later. You should. You're going to get such a kick. <laughs> Thank you, Snares. So... <laughs> so did you end up tasting a Switch cartridge, Rue? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, how long did that? How long did that stay stuck in your head? Forever. <laughs> did you listen to Space News that episode? You know, I didn't. Oh, you need to. <laughs> there might have been a turtle in space. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that 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 is a turtle. I want everyone to know that that's not a person. There's uh, first of all, I don't know any woman that's going to sit around and let me filming her or recording her doing that. Um, and I'm not a pornographer, so I had to go get something. And did you know turtles sound like that, room Because nobody I, did. I did. Yes. <laughs> There's plenty of videos of turtles having sex on YouTube. Why? Whoa! Hold on. Are you looking that up? Wait, you didn't answer my question. Have you tasted a Switch cartridge? Uh, no, I have not. You need to. Why? Because it's one of those things that everyone needs to do once, like getting drunk. Did you do it? I have tasted a Switch cartridge. And Why? Let, Are you- because, I, because it became a thing. People were like, you need to taste it. I was like, fine. And I tasted it. And let me tell you, it doesn't go Tugs, away. Tugs, you are probably one of the hippest hipster people that i know you don't do everything that people all of a sudden seamlessly become popular did you do the ice bucket challenge ice bucket challenge i don't think you did no because i felt like it was kind of dumb like me pouring a bucket of ice on my head did not help anyone i think that licking something that tastes like ass is dumb that's just my personal would you rather lick a switch cartridge or lick an ass I'll, prob- I'll probably go with the real thing. Who knows what the chemical stuff is? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Ew. Uh, so, did you ever figure it out, by the way? Do you prefer docked or undocked? Um, you know what? I am uh, definitely a, a switch. That's what I am. Oh. Uh huh. I oh. like both ways. But no, most of the time I play docked. Okay. Well, let's let's go to last break. But before we do, as a, as you guys are used to by now, in our last break, we always have the uh, old timey ads. And because Fire Breath has become such a pro, I hate to tell everyone we aren't going to have outtakes from Fire Breath this season. Hmm. In exchange, though, I offer you with you can hear us laughing right along with you the outtakes from our old timey commercials. For what it's worth, brand coffee. Definitely harvested from cat poop. Cart not. It's not. Not harvested from cat poop. You keep missing the not. Whatever. I don't know how you expect me to read this chicken scratch. Where's my martini? 
I think you've had enough. Oh, don't be such a Nancy boy. It's only my sixth one today. Throw some of that for what it's worth drink mix in while you're at it. It'll help get the taste of this cat poop coffee out of my mouth. With a wind demon trapped inside the primary fan housing, you don't even need electricity to suck. Jeffrey knows what I'm talking about, don't you, Jeffrey? Cat, if you keep saying things like that, someone will file another lawsuit against you. Oh, quit your crying. Jeff's cool. He's one of the good wind demons, if you get my drift. Seriously, you can't say things like that. You're gonna get sued. Bring it on. It'll give me a chance to see that hot lawyer girl. You know, the one with the big tip. For what it's worth, brand pants. Get into mine today. Hot. Take 17. It's hard to maintain a proper diet these days. Why, with the wife on you all the time about eating less meat and forcing you to choke down a salad for dinner, especially when you just know she's sleeping with the milkman, yeah, she's getting plenty of meat in her diet. That's right, Janice, I know. And you better watch out. I might just start eating someone else's salad. Cut. Yeah, she's certainly not missing the nut there, is she, Mikey? For what it's worth brand vacuum cleaners. When you need something that sucks, think Janice from accounting. Cut! Well, she does. Suck the teeth right out of your head. You can't say things like that when we're recording. What's even more impressive is she's not anywhere near your teeth when she's doing it. Stop it! Why, with for what it's worth banking, even a bear market is a good thing. After all, someone out there is into it. Your preferred artwork suppository has closed up shop? Cut. It's repository, not suppository. No, I'm pretty sure it's suppository. No, it's repository, like a place where you keep a large collection of things. Look, I don't care how much stuff they are keeping in their ass, I just don't want to hear about it. For what it's worth, brand talcum. Your testicles will thank you. You can't say that. What do you mean I can't say that? It's on the copy. No, it's not. The higher-ups don't want you going off script. I'm not going off script. It's right here on the damn page. We saw you writing it in before we started recording. Please just read the original copy. Look, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know what people want to hear. And if it's one thing radio needs more of, it's balls. Lots of balls. Lots of them bouncing around, hitting listeners right in the face. That may be, sir, but the executives made it very clear. No balls except corporate-sanctioned, child-approved ones. Oh, I'll show you child-approved. <laughs> Cut the mic! Cut the mic! Get him out of there! Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Imagine you've got a tough day ahead of you. Perhaps you're doing something mentally or physically draining, like figuring out how to do your taxes or cleaning up your house. On top of this already draining day, you just started a new diet a few weeks ago. This morning you stayed good on that diet. You resisted the urge to start your morning off with donuts and cookies. Good on you. But what about later on in the day? After you spent hours staring at tax documents or dusting and scrubbing every corner of your house. After all of that work, do you still have the willpower to resist eating that junk food? Or do you think it's more likely you'll tell yourself, eh, I give up? This example deals with the subject of willpower, the ability to devote and maintain effort on a task that goes against your initial impulse. We use willpower all the time. Long distance runners use it when they resist the urge halfway through a marathon to just quit. Students use it when they resist the urge to watch TV or check Facebook when they should be studying for an exam. And yes, people on restrictive diets are using willpower when they resist the impulse to eat junk food in favor of eating something healthier. So what's the deal with willpower? Is it infinite? Do some people have more of it than others? Is there any way to bolster it? 
Psychologists as far back as Freud have been studying these exact questions. In the most recent derivation of this research, psychologist Roy Baumeister and his colleagues have studied the phenomenon in the context of what they call ego depletion. Put simply, ego depletion is the idea that our willpower is like a muscle. We can flex it and use it, but it takes time to recharge it. In the same way that our muscle's ability to lift something is reduced if we've just lifted something heavy, our willpower is reduced if we've just used a whole bunch of it on something else. Over the past two decades, psychologists have conducted numerous studies demonstrating ego depletion in the laboratory. They often involve setting up amusing and all too familiar situations that require participants to use willpower multiple times in a row. In one classic study, researchers asked participants to complete a puzzle they didn't know was impossible. Psychologists were interested in how long people would persist on the puzzle before they finally gave up. Before attempting the puzzle, which requires willpower to persist at, researchers randomly assigned participants to one of three different conditions. The first condition was a control group. Participants went straight into the puzzle. In another condition, participants were enticed beforehand with a plate of delicious, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. As part of an unrelated taste test, participants were welcomed by the researcher to try a few cookies before participating in the puzzle. This condition was expected to be just like the control condition because, well, participants in this condition didn't have to use any willpower to eat the cookies that were put in front of them. This wasn't the case in the third condition, however. In this condition, participants again smelled the freshly baked chocolate chip cookies and saw them on a plate in front of them. But in this condition, the researchers told participants that the taste test didn't involve eating cookies, but rather eating radishes. Participants in this condition had to resist the impulse to eat the cookies in front of them and instead chow down on a bowl of raw radishes before they attempted the puzzle. So what happened? Well, in the end, the participants in the control condition and the cookie-eating condition performed pretty much identically on the puzzle. On average, they made 33 to 34 attempts to complete the puzzle before they finally gave up. But what about those participants in the radish-eating condition? On average, they gave up after just 20 attempts. Or, to put it another way, they only persisted on the puzzle for about 60% as long as those in the other conditions. Why? because resisting the cookies and forcing themselves to eat radish drained them of their willpower. By the time they got to the puzzle, they'd already used that willpower muscle of theirs, meaning there was less of it available to help them when they needed it to persist on the puzzle. So this means that we all have a limited amount of willpower, right? Well, sort of. In a later set of studies, researchers asked participants whether or not they believed that willpower was limited or unlimited. Those who believed that willpower was unlimited actually did better on tests of self-control, especially after doing tasks designed to drain their willpower. This suggests that at least some people think they have more willpower than others, and this might have to do with how much willpower they actually have. In fact, researchers showed this even more definitively in another study. In this study, they had participants complete a questionnaire that was biased to make them believe one of two things either that willpower was unlimited, or to believe that willpower was very limited. The results found that if you make people believe that willpower is unlimited, they tend to have better self-control and show less ego depletion. So, in other words, ego depletion is a thing. People do struggle to find willpower after they've already used some of it. But people differ in how much willpower they have in reserve, and this difference is driven, at least in part, by their own beliefs about how much willpower they have. So, how is this relevant to furries? 
Well, we use willpower all the time in our day-to-day -day lives. If you're an artist, a musician, or a fursuit builder, you use willpower to focus on your work and to practice your craft. It takes thousands of hours of practice to become an expert at something, and artists will tell you that many of those hours are spent thinking about what they would rather be doing. Plus, furries use willpower at fandom-related events. It takes willpower to resist buying something you can't afford at a furry con, or it might take willpower to be social and resist the impulse to hide in a corner and be antisocial. If we know that willpower gets drained with repeated use, it can help us understand and explain why we sometimes struggle to find willpower when we need it, like why our eating habits at a convention become atrocious after a day of being social or resisting the urge to buy things. The take-home message is this. We use willpower all the time. By understanding how willpower works, we can avoid pitfalls, like situations where we're drained of willpower when we need it the most. Knowing that we're drained by the end of a hard day can help us be proactive in planning for it, like planning a meal in advance so we're not tempted to take the lazy route and buy junk food instead. It also helps to know that our beliefs about willpower, like whether or not we think we've got a lot of it, can go a long way to helping us feel like there's a little more willpower left in the tank when we really need it. This has been a quick look at the psychology of willpower. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. That's right. This is going to be the last 50 Sheds of Grey of this season. You sure you don't want me to read some of the stuff before this one, too? Because it's going to be fun, you know? Well, the dialogue is, I'm going to fuck you hard from behind. Hold the post to support your weight. Understand? He smacks me across my behind. Again, with the behind. It's just haunches, butt, ass, product use, they have, people use product on their haunches. I'm just saying, my behind, 50 Sheds of Grey, the third grade edition, we're going to spank you on your hiney. The section that has been picked. Thus starts the reading. Is there any gaping in this, by the way? Because if there's not, I'm gonna be, we're going to add some gaping. And under. Here we go. <laughs> I stifle my moan as I feel my whole body respond. Coming alive once more for him. She's a zombie, actually. It's true. Out from under the grave. Apparently they buried her underneath. It's all good. Like the bacon. He gently bites and sucks me at my waist. I personally cannot think of a more erotic zone of the body than the waist. The most erotic place on the body is the boobies. <laughs> And the hiney. <laughs> Tugging my nipples. And my hands tighten on the exquisitely carved post. Notice that while you're having ass sex, it's very important. 
while bent over to notice the quality of the post that you're holding on to. All right? Straight people, if you are having sex and your spouse can count the number of freight cars that have gone by in the distance, then you are doing it wrong. If your spouse or partner knows how exquisite the post is that she's holding on to, number one, tell her to put Twitter down. And number two, pay attention to the fucking. And number three, maybe change up your routine a little there, you know, put on a clown nose or something, introduce some other toys like a cactus or something into the sexual play, you know. Anything to make exquisitely carved posts the least of her idea. Don't have sex with cactuses. They're just a bunch of little pricks. He's going to terraform her ass. He's going to tear her something. Lubricant. Seriously. I mean, just something. Anything involved here. If we've graduated to condoms on page 229, maybe lube should have been involved on page 3? I'm just saying. Just... God almighty. She must leak like a sieve or something. I don't understand. Anyway, you have such a... You have such a captivating ass. Captivating ass. This this one's going to go long. I apologize, Mr. Producer. I just want you to know. this, This particular episode of 50 Sheds of Grey. The furry edition is a captivating ass. <laughs> so, we're here. She's bent over, grasping onto some sort of exquisitely carved post. His hands smooth and shape each of my buttocks. Then his fingers glide down, and he slips two fingers inside of me. No wonder there's no lube involved because the next line is so wet you never disappoint. Send five dollars in an unmarked bills to for whatever it's worth whatever the name of this podcast is somewhere in Utah Marked bills are better. We can. That's good too. We have full social security number written on the bill is good. Uh, place of birth, uh, credit card number. That's always good. Make sure you put that CVV on there. It's useless to us, you know. Come on, and place that in a stack of other five dollar bills and put it in a priority mailbox sent to care of. Forever it's worth. Rabbit Valley, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89148. We'll see you next season. Thanks. Uh, Welcome back. So, Uh, the next couple of episodes that we have, I mean, that we're going to be talking about is, does it really just happen with lonely farmers and a goat? 
Yes. <laughs> and then um, following, I've got my spine, which we talk about for your crushes. We're like, if being in, uh, into zoophilia would be okay, unless, of course, you're into the zoophilia movie industry, right? Is there any industry where that would be okay that you know of? Well, I can tell you from personal experience that that particular industry you mentioned is entirely okay with it. I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it exists. So there we go. There, it exists. <laughs> the, uh... I would not be inclined to make a supposition about other people's sexuality, uh, but I would suggest that feral art definitely lends itself to more zoophilic tendencies because of the it's more closely related to the animal form that said lion king porn is still anthropomorphic and furry because you could just as easily be relating to the humanity the human aspects of the uh, nature of that porn while you're fapping to it so i would hesitate to suggest that you're a zoophile just because you like feral porn in with super shitty people. Now, Cottle, what about your bestiality habit? My, my what? No. <laughs> <laughs> this show is entrapment. It's too late to stop climax change. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's too late to stop climate change. In bed with a cookie. <laughs> Here you go, Tugs. See, here's the fortune. I I don't even know what to say to that. Like, Climax cheek. Like, I'm sitting here just rubbing my cheek. Wouldn't that because be you're so f- much fuck better up. It's fantastic. on the news? On the news, instead of like, you know, Bill see. Nye talking about like climate change, he's talking about climax change. Why did you read it, climax change? Is it because you're thinking about frogging your boyfriend? Well, I don't know why I'm calling it frogging. Just be- I don't know. Was that like a new sex no, word? No, it's a fucking quagmire word. But like, climax change? Is it because we were just talking about you shagging in your car? All right. Well, I think it's time for potty break. So uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Been frogging each other like crazy now. Now that you're alone, is it like you get home and the clothes are flying off? No. Like you're, you get home and like you take your bra off and it goes... And like flies behind the couch. <laughs> I don't have a bra. I'm not fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's such a bad sequel, but I don't know why. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I guess I can't not say it. But uh, you know The Fox and the Hound, too? It's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. Terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. Where they they go to. They they have carnies (laughs) and stuff like that. They go to the Cardies, and I had a terrible crush on uh, Dixie from that movie. She's voiced by Reba McIntyre. I don't know <laughs> why, but the mixture of that design and her so- and the southern twang in her voice got me badly, and I feel so bad about it because the movie's not good. <laughs> well, I loved um, talking about old movies. I really liked. Um, let's see, um, Charlie, Charlie from Oh, Charlie Barkin. Yeah, Charlie from All Dogs Go to Heaven. That was awesome. I liked, I liked him too. I don't know. He's got that ugly cute thing going for him. Yeah, <laughs> the ugly cute thing. <laughs> you know what? You, people, no one said Robin Hood. I can't believe Zootopia. Where's the Zootopia people? What the fuck? 
What is going on? Excuse me. No, you already had a Zootopia reference. You just didn't catch it. Climax change. So, yeah, climax change is a serious concern. You're dumb. <laughs> no, I'm not. Frogging? Frogging. <laughs> I had just, I think at that point I had just started packing or was, I was doing something that it was involving me watching a lot of Family Guy. And so I was using a lot of, of quag, quagmireisms. I can't talk. And that was one of them. I, because he calls it frogging, because he says froggity. <sighs> Good old Quagmire. Who else but Quagmire? Exactly. So I, we also have... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just... I really enjoyed the pair of those episodes. The the Zoophilia and Bestiality one, <clears throat> I remember that we, we almost didn't put it out, but we were like, no, nah, we're not going to be intimidated. We weren't going to censor people, so... Yeah, and then and then um, if, people, people reacted well, and I still appreciate that. People were like, hey, you took a good approach. We did it right, I think. We've done a lot of hard episodes. You've done a lot of episodes hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, you. did you ever figure out I've got my spine? What? Did you ever figure out I've got my spine? Uh, what about your spine? The the topic, the episode, I've got my spine. No. Really? No. It's 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 a song called Orange Crush. I, I and the topic was furry crushes. Oh, oh I get it now. <sighs> Not really. <sighs> Good listen. I think it's REM. <laughs> Yep. So, hey, we have an email from Kira in our mailbag. Uh, yeah, we do. I'll go ahead and read it and mess up on it. Yay! I was recently talking to a fur friend on Facebook, and we got into a, the subject of the silent... Um, what is that? The silent? Uh, it's a movie by M. Night Shyamalan. It was a sequel to The Village. <laughs> you mean um, the word epidemic? epidemic? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> The widespread of STDs in the fandom. We are all adults. We have had sex, but no one is being safe at cons. The cons don't have to have safe sex sex, sex booths due to running a PG rating of a con. Please. This is a problem and no one is talking about it. There is a whole section of the Mexican... Um, furry fandom that no one talks to because there was a fur who was purposely spreading HIV and they protected them. Oh my God. Condoms need to be given away in mass at cons. We can't pretend that people don't have sex at cons. We can't expect socially awkward people to be prepared. Cons need to step it up. Kira the Fox. Well, while cons aren't stepping it up, we certainly are stepping it up. Yeah, you handed we handed out a whole bunch of condoms at the we last did. one. We did. We saved many foxes. Exactly. Joking aside, you know, look, if you're going to have sex, use a condom. How is this hard? Just they're not uh, rubbers are cheap. Rubbers are cheap. Oh, I don't know if I would say that it should be the con's responsibility. Do you think it needs to be the con's responsibility? Um, I think it comes I don't know. down to each individual person. I mean, nowadays, everybody has access to the internet. They know how sex works. Just fucking use a condom. Like. Well, you don't. I do. Oh. I, I don't do. even know why I would know that. <laughs> okay. Now, you know what? Um, I think part of it is. 
And even if I don't have, um, you know, if I do have stuff where I may be in some sort of a risk, I go and get myself tested every six months to check to see whether or not that, you know, I have something, you know, and if I ever did have something, I would definitely get treated. I've never gotten anything and I hope never to get something, but you know, just know that any time that you have some sort of sex with somebody, there's going to be some sort of risk that's involved. Don't bear back. I know that people are like, oh man, it feels so much better. You know, there's different condoms out there. If you're too big or too small, get different sizes if you need to. Figure out what size you need in order to be able to keep the sensation to be somewhat of the same so you don't feel like you're fucking a bag. But anyways. Uh, uh, Meanwhile, let's move on (laughs) to the next set. So we went to Bullfuck. um, And, you know, that was a a fun episode. Did you you like the live show? Bullfuck? Yeah. Uh, BLFC? no yes it was it was fun it was a lot of fun i enjoyed the people that showed up to it a lot of the local community came to support us and come watch our show so here's part yourself it's kind of it's one of those things so i think we all are wired for connection i think by default we're, we're wanting to connect and belong we're wired that's why we keep going after it we keep trying to connect with new people we keep sending messages we go you know we'll go meet someone or we want to join a group try and fit in things like that um and I think with that said, we're also, we have a couple things dealing, well, kind of working against us. And really the main one is shame, um, which it's interesting. So there's kind of a visceral reaction just voicing the word shame. Some people cringe. They go, Ugh, that's not me. I want nothing to do with that. That's nice. That happens to other people. Well, science says that if, if you don't have any shame, then, you know, psychopathology is right there hanging next to you. So you do. Um, so anyway, from, from that standpoint, it's taken me a while to get there. There's been a lot of like wrestling with worthiness, you know, being worthy of love and belonging, um, but realizing that at the end of the day, I am enough. You know, I can wake up and go, okay, I want to live and and love and you know breathe with my whole heart. I want to live and be who I am. I don't want to be. <laughs> you go whenever you want. Welcome to another episode. Of Fifty Sheds of Grey. That's right. The Shedding. I'm going to start off with a reading from the second book. Why, oh why, have I fallen for someone who is plain crazy? Beautiful. Sexy as fuck. Richer than... How do you pronounce that? I have no idea. Croesus? Have you read this book? And crazy with a capital K. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Applaud, people. Oh my gosh, Doug. Make a sign next time! (laughs) (laughs) An audience. 1945. The world was a dark and dangerous place. In the wake of World War II, people were looking for an answer to how the atrocities of that war 
could have transpired? How could people be capable of such evil? In the follow-up to the war were the Nuremberg trials, the trials where the high-ranking Nazi officers were brought to explain what had happened and how they had been capable of that kind of act. In the follow-up to those trials, people were confused because the answer most frequently given was, I was just following orders. I was doing what I had been told. People wondered, how could you just do that? How could you follow orders to do such kind of atrocities in the concentration camps? How could you follow such orders? Because I, as a moral person, wouldn't have done those kinds of things. And it's comforting, isn't it, to think that we wouldn't be capable of that kind of immorality. We know, after all, what's right and wrong. We know what we would do in that situation. Don't we? <laughs> Rue's dating Harry Grundle, huh? Who's Harry Grundle? Do you do you like Harry Grundle? No, I love my boyfriend. <laughs> well, does he like Harry Grundles? Uh, um, I don't know. Well, you should ask him. Oh, call okay. him up. I want you to call him up and go, Second, do you like Second. do you like Harry Grundle? And, and <laughs> I, I didn't report back. We are here today with our great and wonderful guest, Mr. Boozy. Mr. 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 Boozy? No? No? I, 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 I'm sorry, you're mistaken. I'm Harry Grundle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're together! <laughs> That's so awesome! You know what the best part about this is? He doesn't get it yet. No, no I have no clue. <laughs> no, no, not you. Rue doesn't get it. I don't get the Harry Grundle. <laughs> Oh, dear Lord. And I ran out of condoms, so if you saved a fox and used a condom, we much we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rue gave There out. were people that were running up to me like, Rue, do you have any more? Or, well, no, do you have any? And I'm like... <laughs> Rue, do you have any rubbers? <laughs> this is like saying rubbers. I felt That's like funny. I was like some sort of... I don't know. I, I, I felt weird about it. <laughs> I just, I just was sitting there because we got noise complaining. It was like myself, two members of the con staff, two of the guest liaisons, and Fox and the Curtail comic, and we weren't being loud. We were drinking whiskey, and one of the members of the, the con staff was playing their harp, and we got a noise complaint. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're playing their harp, and you yeah, got a noise complaint. You're sitting around in a hotel room <laughs> drinking, and someone's playing a harp for you? Oh yeah, and I want that. And singing songs in Celtic. <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful. <laughs> what? I've, I yeah, have gone, what convention did you go to? <laughs> I've been going to cons for six, fifteen years, and no one has played a harp in my room ever. Go, go to law school. I am doing this wrong. <laughs> Change your life. Were they wearing white when they played the harp? I'm imagining some Greek goddess. Tugs, what you nope. need to do is nope. get very, very, very drunk and, you know, change your life decisions. That's... I want someone to play a harp for me at a con. <laughs> <laughs> you still want that harp? Have you gotten yes! it Yes! No! <laughs> I, you... I, I was still incensed when I, when I clipped that. I was like, that's right, the fucking harp! I think you need to get on to Grinder and just say, you know, I just I just need this to happen. Number one. Somebody needs to be doing the harp. You go to Harper, not Grinder. <laughs> and second of all, really Grinder? What? At least at least have some taste. Go to Growler. Oh, Growler? Yeah. Oh, then you get okay. a Growler beer. Oh! I I loved both those episodes and they happened so close together. And the BLFC one, oh man. I still remember how frustrated it was, but man. Nuka nailed that 
nailed that whole thing. He did it without any script, too. I know. I was like, are you freaking serious? You really prepared for this? I felt so unprepared. <laughs> right. Well, all you were doing was giving out rubbers. Uh, anywho. And then Boozy. Boozy was great. I loved Boozy's episode. Yes. Boozy was epic. Having him on, like, he, the fact that he was able to give us just a little bit of his time um, was just amazing. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I'm grateful to be able to to talk to him a little bit about stuff. So yep. Okay. Next email is from Alec. He says, "Hi guys, and any potential guesties. First off, I gotta say I love the show, and I've been listening since 2013. I just got finished listening to the Con Pony episode, and made me think about something that I've been struggling with. That maybe you could offer some insight into. Though I'm of age, 27, I consider some myself a cub slash kid fur. My issue spawns from the fact that I struggle to portray and connect with others through this, and I have trouble connecting with other furs on a sexual level as well because of this. And then I hit my microphone. To the first point, it feels like baby furs have it easier. Things like coveralls, shortalls, and pacifiers are all easy ways to say, hey, I'm a cub. But for those of us who feel like older cubs, I find it hard to express. In today's world, everyone wears shirts with cartoon characters on them, and at general, at a furry con, everyone tends to be a bit young at heart. These are kid-type things, but it's mainstream, so I'd never assume someone was a kid for, for those reasons. So for me, I tend to find it hard to find other cupfers that aren't baby first, not that I have anything against them. I've been known to wear a diaper in private from time to time. This ties into the sexual side as well. I would love to engage in some age play with people or find a room party where people are coming out and possibly getting naughty in the process. But where I am, at least, and the one con I attend, there are definitely negative feelings towards the combination of cub and sex whether it be in art or interactions. So being afraid to ask, I have no idea if such parties or activities are occurring at, at any con. Tugs mentioned throwing naughty room parties, and I was really curious to find out if any of them were cub or kid for in nature. Any whore, yes! Sorry for the trouble. Just looking for some advice from a pair of fellow cubs on how to meet other cubs and how to, for lack of a better word, cope with it and wanting to be sexual as well. Thanks for reading this, and I appreciate what you do for the fandom. Alec Tikit. All right, you get first responder, but I have something. Um, this is what I'm going to say. What goes on in my room party stays in my room party. Sorry. That's just how it is when you get into one of those. Um, you know, this is one of those things where I think a badge goes a long way. If you have a badge, just make sure it's clear. Like, pick a couple traits, two or three, that are easily drawn um, and that match your character and emphasize them in your badges, and you'll probably get what you're looking for. My personal opinion is, is if you want a naughty party to happen, you want to be able to participate, you want to have a certain theme, then do it. And, you know, the people that are into that will come. <laughs> All over. Okay. So, moving right along. Oh, we... and you should totally hit me up because, you know, I love cub stuff, so, or kid first stuff. Yeah. Anyways. Moving right along, we have P-A-T-T. Did you ever figure that out? P-A-T-T? Yeah. I, I still haven't. Uh, you didn't listen to the episode, did you? P-A-T-T? Yeah. What about P-A-T-T? Oh, okay. It what? is the con party episode. So... So, I mean, and, and those, there, there are definitely kink parties. That Let's just put it right on the table. There's mersuit parties. There are... Pup parties. Pup parties. Bondage. There's... Potty parties. There's... Potty parties? <laughs> like, I'm imagining a room now with toilets. <laughs> Everyone's just sitting around holding hands and uh, Blumpkins or something. <laughs> they're holding hands as they're using the toilet. <laughs> 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 this party is sponsored by American Standard. 
<laughs> they're all eating salad and laughing into it while they're sitting on toilets. We don't have to wash our hands because we're touching each other's hands. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's a TV in the middle playing, like, quaint, like, British comedies. <laughs> <laughs> And then everybody, like, shakes each other afterwards. So. Shakes? Yeah, you help your friend out, you know? that's. Oh, and then they have, like, a designated wiper. This is, yeah. This is a terrible party. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> that we, I am so sorry that we have to... Half the people just turn that's this off. Like, it, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the best thing to clip. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst thing we've ever done. <clears throat> We've just created a whole new fetish, Tugs. I don't want to. You host that party. I am not going. Thank you for the invitation. Not interested. Oh, the sponsored by for what it's worth. There no sponsored by Rue because uh, no. The greatest part was like people in the Telegram chat were listening, and you could tell when they were like listening to that part because they'd be like, oh. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Hey, hey, hey. It's way better than, do you remember from Boozy's episode, the cheese grater thing? (gasps) (laughs) (sighs) I still have people messaging me about that. Uh, You know. (laughs) No, bad. 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 Oh, man. So we didn't clip anything from the last episode because it's the last episode, but it was our furry lifestyler episode. So we encourage you to go listen to it. It was a very good revisit between uh, Nuka and I. He guest hosted. And, uh, you know, it was his first time actually coming on with his new microphone. So here's what it sounded like before, just just as a uh, before and after. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched Ah. with Dr. Nuka. What's a furry? Both furries and non-furries struggle when trying to answer this question. Is furry something you do? Is it a certain type of behavior or a way of thinking? So there's that and the, you know, that sounds like a tin can, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh, terrible. Yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad. So I have one more set of clips, but we do have um, some email left. So Rue, take the next email, poor favor, from Beaver Cleaver. Yes. Oh, so sorry. This... Bev Coulter. <laughs> Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> You say this right when I'm supposed to read an email. <laughs> Anyways, okay, here we go. It's a long episode. Hey, Rue Tugs and all cast for what it's worth. I haven't been able to tune into the show lately, for I began to get very busy with my very own podcast titled The Perspective. Okay, stop reading. I don't want to advertise for this guy. Okay, that's fine. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Keep going. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> It's a podcast where I share my life experience and others can share their life experience as well or ask questions about or um, relate to relating to the show. If you guys wish to check it out, I have a site leaked in this email. This is the main site to the broadcast. I hope you guys um, enjoy it as much as I did creating it. With all the best, Anthony Salala. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony La La La. Yeah. <laughs> per- perspective broadcast host. And um, their website is perspective host. No. Dot... What? Perspective show.jimdo.com. Oh. Okay. Perspective show.jimdo.com. If you like it, let us know. Otherwise, we'll never mention it again. 
Ah, uh, all right. Let's and see, don't we have another email? We do. It's from Skylos. It says, greetings and salviations from one dog. I do like to be viewed as my fursona. My fursona is the friendly and helpful daddy type. Who wouldn't want to be viewed that way? My real name is not my furry name. And though I've thought of changing it, I have a remnant of familial, familial furu, loyalty. That makes me think it wouldn't be looked on kindly by my five brothers and two parents. If you have more than two parents, I'm curious. So no big deal. I do... Like, adore art, but I was furry before I knew what furry was. And I live my life around furry, openly liking furry with anybody around me in my life. I have no problem wearing floppy ears or tails in public without being self-conscious. So am I a lifestyler? I guess so. But that's fine. It's part of who I am. I'm a musician, a shotan karateka, a karate practitioner, a writer, a carpenter, plumber, electrician, builder, architect, dreamer, advocate, lover, hugger, and furry. And that's okay, I think, don't you? Hugs for foxes, even if they're sticky. Hugs for tugs, even if he's damp. And hugs for all your helpers, too. Skylos. I, I like the way that he brought it out full circle on that one. He's he, he's who he is. He's just who he is. And you're damp, and I'm sticky. But not for the same reasons. So, <laughs> other things that we would be amiss if we did not touch on this season um, is we did get our new interface. We hope you've been enjoying the enhanced audio quality. And that will be going to the Seattle studio. Speaking of studios, we did announce our new Seattle studio because I'm moving. And we'll keep making the show you love, though. The internet is amazing, right, Rue? Yep, the internet is amazing. We'll just have to look at each other through screens instead of like being able to hold each other. <laughs> and go to the potty party. <laughs> also, if I'm in town, though, we'll just record an episode like we always have. No biggie, right? Yep. Definitely. Yep. Um, we almost Ursa majored. Thank you for those of you who went and campaigned for us. We were we were close, I under, is my understanding, but we didn't make it. But thank you again. We have been nominated twice, and it meant a lot. Maybe next year. Yep. <laughs> what else do we do, Rue? Um, well, we also um, started Telegram this season, right? Yeah, the Telegram chat, which was your idea, and a brilliant one at that. It's been amazing being able to talk to you guys. If you haven't had a chance to join, please feel free to message one of us. Um, you can message me at at Fox or Tugs at at Tugsy on Telegram. Yep. And we've got all kinds of new fun things planned for next season. Hopefully you'll enjoy our new guests. And, you know, they're, 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 we're not going to lie. They'll, they'll be a slightly different feel, but our show has never been afraid to experiment. And I think we will keep doing good things. So before we go... There is one last clip, and this one is the one that I've been wanting to play the whole show because it is probably as defining as the ketchup situation. Mm -hmm. So here it is. You think? I'd be so sad. Well, we'll see what the weather does. So I've also been, um, you know, chatting on the on Telegram and stuff like that, chatting with our lovely folks on the lovely for what it's worth chat so thank you for everybody participating there now please read the last bullet point no read it read no. it deadpan it'll be great no okay i i went to a hot tub and made lots of stuff happen and it was amazing and i want to tell you all about it apparently that was my edited now read it for real. I don't know. Our guest was there. He can tell us about it. Yeah, tell us. So are these the sex hot tubs? I guess. I actually wasn't there. <laughs> he actually wasn't there this time. So 
So are they the sex hot tubs? Okay. So but why are they the, called the sex hot tubs? You know, Time for the I've next thing. I've been there before where I haven't. I like that. That's like that's like you've gone 12 times, but I have gone where I haven't had sex. I'm shaking my finger for everyone at home to see. But I haven't had sex. It's like the Bill Clinton answer. You know what? I am the innocent fox, and I will always be the innocent fox. To a sex hot tub and have lots of shitty sex. Shitty sex? Slutty sex. (laughs) I hope you're recording. Um, It was so amazing. And I wanted to tell you all about it. Okay, time for this. I want everyone to know that they don't know where the either of these places are. So this is, I think this is okay. Rue has moved away from where he used to live and is now two blocks from hot tubs. You are two blocks away from the Lady Jizz pool. I just want you to know. Hey. And you know why you live there? Because you're worth it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Some people are into that. I'm fine with that. I like I'm just, you know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining that like a bunch of like lesbians are in this pool so having a good time. Some people don't know what you're talking about. So explain. Rue has fun times in this community hot tub that people rent by the hour. An hourly hot tub. That's yep. like an hourly hotel. Yeah, it's an hourly hot tub. You're right. But, but do you get what I'm saying? Like... An hourly hotel. What kinds of people go in and out of this hot tub place? I have a little group of people. That no, go no, to I don't it. care about your group. I care about the other people. You certainly see other patrons of this place. They Is use it like, chlorine. They drain the tubs. They don't drain and them. And refill it. They do. Wait. What kind of people are going in and out of the building? Is it like, like, like ladies of the night? No. Actually, I hardly ever see anybody there. Except me and the person that... Is the exit separate from the entrance? No, it's the same one. I'm going to go sit there outside the door one day and see if what kinds of people go in and out. Because I want to know. Like, it had never occurred to me till you shared this hot tub thing that, like, there was hot tubs by the hour. <laughs> like, most people just get a hotel. I think that you should go. I'm not going to put any molecule of my being in that. <laughs> Look, it's different when I go to a hotel because, like, no one's doing it in that hot tub very much. I'm trying to find a private pool because that would be amazing. I'm all... <laughs> look, I'm not... I'm with you, okay? I I think doing it in a pool or a hot tub, that's pretty good stuff. I'm, I'm 125% with you on this. I just don't want that to be someone else's hot tub. I want to know who's been in that tub. I want a pretty good idea. And if it's John Q. Public, I have no idea. But I I don't think draining it and putting chlorine in it is going to get rid of all the things that could visit and be my friend. You may be surprised. No. Also, it's kind of weird that when I drive by, the window's like all like half steamy. And like, I just, I'm waiting for Jack's hand to come up in the window and like (laughs) run down like Titanic. I'll tell you what. Do you want me to get like a... Uh, a jar of it and we'll no I don't want to be near the no (laughs) then the water is radioactive and the jar is radio no no well I don't see any extra hands growing out would you drink the water would you put it in your mouth and swish it around it's gone in my mouth at some point in time I (laughs) I'm done I'm done Um, Uh. oh my god I feel sick why do you feel sick? Ugh. Why? 
Why are you judging me so hard? I'm on imagining this? you drinking water with like five guys who you don't know having left their bodily fluids in there. That to me is just a little too much. I I We are really pushing this line. Yeah, we are. I'm a safe person, you know? I go and get tested all the time. You didn't think you were going to get out of the season without me playing that, did you? Who was that? <laughs> who, who was that person? Was that a, another person? It was Rutron. It's Rutron? <laughs> did you really think you were going to get out of the because, season? Because I'm an innocent fox. That, that never happens. Did you? Did that, you think? That, Answer, no, really, though. Did you really think you were going to get out of the season without that coming up? Um. Well, like I, this is the first time I've heard of it, Tux. No, to be honest, um, yeah, yeah, that's the, I figured it'd probably come up. I was hoping that it wouldn't, but <laughs> there you go. There that it clip, is again. That clip name is Lady Jizz. I just want <laughs> you to know. Lady Jizz. I have, look, ladies, I, I get it, and that's cool. I just, I, the whole hot tub thing is where I draw the line. I don't want to swim in other people's Lady Jizz. So I have a confession that I have to make. I am really, this better be legit. It's a legit confession. Do I need to like cue up some music? No, no, not not a big one. Not a big one. All right, um, let's hear it. So today at six o'clock, I was supposed to go to the hot tub thing. <sighs> but unfortunately, they couldn't get the, the tubs and they switched it over to four o'clock. And that's where they are right now. You're missing speak. Lady Jizz swimming for this? I am. 100%. I I'm am dedicated. now imagining people... Having so, doing laps in Lady Jizz pools. So now. right now, as we're speaking, they're just hopping out of that tub. How long do these sessions last? One hour. You you only book how much is one hour? Fifteen dollars. A person? A person. So you're paying fifteen bucks of your hard earned money to go to a jizzy hot tub for an hour. Get off and then leave. Well, most people don't get off. My ass. It's true. It's true. My ass is true. The hot water kind of, never mind. No, no, Our listeners does not need the nitty gritty details of the whole fact that hot water kind of makes people not be able to finish. So there you go. Perform, We call it perform. Or perform. And also, you have just tacitly admitted that, yes, this is in fact a sex party. That's so... Haven't I said that, that it's a sex party? Not when we've been recording. (sighs) And the thing about it is, don't you think other people have had this idea? You know, people, there are some people that go there and they have their swimming suits on, you know? <laughs> and you don't? <laughs> what the hell? Okay, well, as we... As now, we... usually what happens is I'm the fox and I tell I point to them and tell them to take it off and get in the tub. That's what happens. <laughs> I'm an innocent fox. The end of the season. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. No, not really. It's not the end of the season. <laughs> I, I, I. Okay, so the moral of the story is if Root invites you to go to a hot tub, ask where it is. If it's in someone's backyard, you're good. If it's in some Maybe. derelict building, <laughs> you might want to consider going out for a steak instead. You know, I'm pretty forward. I would let you know. Yeah, and if you're not forward. interested in that, it's fine. I'm cool with whatever. 
Yeah, see? Look, all this tested. Oh I do gosh. not. We're not doing this for another 10 minutes. So uh, that's it. That This is our final recording in, our, in the current studio. It will then move, and we will open the Seattle studio. So you're wondering when season seven will start, right? Right, I hear you say season seven will start. We will record probably the middle part of December or December. No, September, the ninth month, not the 12th. So in just a few weeks, I just got to get settled and we will do our first recording and then we will present to you season seven. It will be a good season. So what is going to be the first episode of the next season? We will announce it soon. Okay. Keep tuned to our social media, which is at For What It's Worth. Facebook is uh, search for For What It's Worth. We're on Google Plus. We're on Telegram. So we're kind of everywhere. Definitely. So please feel free to. Um, we'll be met, uh, push, pushing out what we're going to be doing, and we would love to hear from your emails. Um, hear from you through email. Um, I do want to state that I believe that we may be doing the Halloween episode. If not, then Tugs can edit this part. No, we will. But, I thought we were. Okay. Okay. So that means that if... Um, think about it, right? Think about it right now. Start writing your Halloween stories. And make Rue a murderer again. I enjoyed that very get, much. Get them to us as soon as possible. It does take us a lot of time in order to um, record them. Um, so the sooner that we can have them um, this year, because of how much that we've had in the past, we may even have to put some sort of a cap and like decide which ones that we're going to have and then have the rest of them online where people can read. I don't know. So please send it to us as soon as possible um, so that we can get that ready. Of course, any, any stories that are recorded by yourself, um, like if you... Sorry, that I am butchering this. Sorry. So um, if you have a story, please um, try to record it yourself. What? Um, what? We can do it. We I liked our, our readers. We'll figure this out. Either way, start writing your stories. Okay. Start writing okay. your stories. That's, All right. That's where we're at. Cool. Yep. And uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. We like friends, and we like friends listening. Tell a friend. It's important. Then put it on your calendar. Comment on our Twitter feed. Comment on our show site so it looks like people listen. Comment on Stitcher. Can you comment on Stitcher? No. Okay. Anywho, so please tell people about us. And I've actually seen some people, um, you know, talk about us. Um, there's a couple of times when I've seen somebody have some sort of an issue and they need more information. I'll actually just send them a link to one of the episodes. Um, and, you know, I invite you guys to do the same. So. Yep. Uh, also, thank you very much to our supporting cast. Koru, although he wasn't with us on the air very much this season, was certainly instrumental behind the scenes, and we're still glad he's with us, of course. He'll be continuing on at the Salt Lake studio. We also appreciate Voss for all that he does, and also the, I mean, definitely having the Halloween episode happen. It happened mainly because of him and his efforts, so thank you for that. Yes, Yes, and uh, of course to Firebreath for continuing to be our rock steady hard announcer. And I want to thank Mr. Tugs over here for what? For all the time and effort that you put in and editing, and the show would not be able to succeed without the amount of effort and care that you put into this show. So thank you. Well, thank you. And thank you for doing what you do for the show, which is, you know, writing notes and helping me out when I'm too damn busy. <laughs> And generally showing up and being silly. Yay! So, 
Yep. We will see you after this season. I think that's it, right? That's it. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. And Sophie. And Quinn. And Koru. And Voss. And Click. And Tenax. This is Nancy. And Icarus. This is Lyric. My name's Hayrider. And this is Valdez. And this is Roger saying, please come again. Oh. <laughs> and I'm Ryu. Oh, bye. I'm Chris Patrick. I'm Fenric. And this is Keon. Oh, and my name is Bosco the Rat. And uh, Connell, hi. This is Fatigue. Oh, this is Keon. This is a bunny. Oh, what? Oh, uh, bougie. And this has been season six of For, For what, what It's, it's worth. worth.